Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Jay and Rob Toy Show. And boy, oh boy, do we have an action-packed, non-stop thrill ride ready for you this evening. Before we get started, I got to bring in my partner, my cohort, my best friend, that guy you all know and love, the Scooby-Doo to my Shaggy, Mr. Jay Bartlett. Jay, how are you doing tonight, my friend? It is a big show for us for a number of reasons. How's it going? I'm super pumped, man. This is like a dream come true. Our guest, I'm just I'm freaking so excited. We briefly, uh, briefly spoke to him backstage a little bit, and I was like, ah, remain composed. I'm good, man. It's been a, a long week. Uh, the weather here is cold again, which really sucks considering it's the first of March. Um, I'm waiting for summer, for spring. I can't wait. But other than that, it's been a good week for collecting. I'm anxious to show you what I picked up this week at the end of the show. How about yourself? Oh, it's it's been going great. Of course, I have been really anxious to reveal our big news that we've been teasing for the last three or four weeks, uh, and now we can finally reveal most of it tonight on our show live to everybody that's watching on Twitch, YouTube and Facebook Live, and everybody that gets to listen to the audio side of this, of course, later are on Spotify and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts as well. So everybody's going to be within the loop soon enough. Uh, you mentioned our guest. We have a very special guest this evening, and that's Mr. Larry Kenny. Wow. Of Thundercats fame, of serial commercial fame, too. Like That's kind of the part that got me excited. I'm a huge Count Chocula fan. And yeah. When I was doing research on our guest, of course, I was like, oh, my God, the voice of Count Chocula. Yes, I can't wait. And, of course, you're like, but Lino, dude. Lino. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever, you ever Lino. heard of Thundercats? Yeah. You heard of Thundercats? And you know what? When I was, Whoa, researching, his, when I was researching as well, uh, he was a character in Red Dead Redemption 2. So he's done some game work, some game voiceover as well, which is really, really cool, man. Interesting. The coolest part, the coolest part is, you know, we get a lot of series reboots nowadays with throwbacks where they get to bring people from the original iterations. And you know that I love the 2011 version of Thundercats. Yeah. And Larry, of course, was a, was a voice on that as well. So that's cool that there's some continuity there as well. I want to say hi to everybody that's watching in the chat. Hi, Jacqueline. Hi, Tommy. Hi, Scott. Hi, Chad. Hey, Nathan. Quick flash for all you guys up there. Uh, we really appreciate you guys watching. Jay, I want to get to our icebreaker, but of course, remind everybody that is listening on the audio side, Give us a review. Give us five stars. Let us know how we're doing so other people can find the show. And if you are watching on the video side right now, give us a big like. Smash that like button. Smash that heart button. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit that bell notification so you can get notified the next time that we go live and anytime we upload amazing, fun content like we're about to have with our special guest this evening, JR Icebreaker this week. This is something that's been plaguing the video game world for a while now, and we're starting to see it creep in maybe towards the adult collector side of things, and that mm. is blind boxes. Blind boxes, as you know, are becoming a plague in the world of video gaming, borderlining uh, on gambling, depending on the circumstances and the cost for these and in, in the, uh, the whole pay-to-play ratio. Would you welcome blind boxes in the world of adult collecting for action figures, or is that a strict no-go for you? Uh, blind boxes have been huge in Japanese toy collecting for decades now. It's nothing new over there. We've seen them creep over here in the last five years. 
Um, I've been a victim to one or two Star Wars blind boxes I've purchased. Uh, they're just little, usually little two-inch figures, and um, they'll show you on the box, of course, everyone you can collect in the set. The odds of each character, which kind of helps as well. I'm not a gambling guy myself, so I don't like that. So, And there's always, you know, Luke will be like the hardest one to get or whatever. So I got a few, and I got a couple, but uh, I don't really like them. I especially don't like loot crates or loot boxes in video games. Um, but again, I don't have a gambling issue, so I don't have that kind of addictive personality. I don't, I don't believe in, in the odds. I don't like, I like the sure thing is what I'm trying to get at. How about you? Yeah, unfor unfortunately, I hate the fact that the LOL boxes and those, uh, even some of the, like the small two inch ones show you the odds because it just teases you just a little bit more in terms of the adult collector world. I would probably buy into something, uh, you know, if we knew we were going to get a figure, you know, like a Super 7 style figure designed by the Horseman or something by NECA or even the stuff that McFarlane's doing or Mezco. If I had to pay a few dollars less, I don't want to pay the same amount for a figure I'm not guaranteed, but instead of paying like 50 or $45 US for a figure, if I had only had to pay 30 bucks and I got a random one, I would probably try that because a lot of those figures are really good. Now, a lot of the time we don't have a huge wave of figures to pick from. So that's also something that would uh, impact the choice. I don't want to get like a one in four odds of getting you know one figure or find out that, say, Leonardo, if it's a Super 7 TMNT Ultimate, is like one in 50 chance and I'm stuck with you know 30 foot soldiers. Although that could be a great way to army build. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I'm with you there. And of course, the, the main characters that you want, the heroes and the main villains, will always be difficult to get. That's how they make money and they have every right to do so. I don't subscribe to it. I don't recall a three or six inch blind box action figure line. So if anyone knows of one out there, throw it in the chat. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, I don't know. I might try it for fun. But then, like you said, you know, if you don't get Leonardo, are you going to spend $100? And then if you don't get Leonardo and you've just blown $100, see myself, I would feel like crap. That's why I don't get well, I don't. I don't like putting money in and not getting something guaranteed. Right? I don't like that. So. I, I, I have a feeling that if Lino was a character, you would probably race at the opportunity even if the odds were like one out of 52 or something like that you'd be plunking down some hard cash to get to get lino or mumra from a thundercats line yeah well you're talking about lino and uh, that's a little different i think it would spend a couple hundred to get lino well you're talking about heroes and we got to talk about the the preeminent heroes those staple hardcore iconic pillar type hero characters especially from 80s cartoons and of course our special guest tonight is mr larry kinney i want to thank everybody who's been joining our chat as we get underway scott wad lisa nathan who's saying his anxiety would go through the roof with blind boxes uh yeah i completely understand nathan let's get to the main event jay let's bring on our guest mr larry kenny and talk all about heroes that so we're going to talk about uh his career the ups and downs everything in between if you've got questions feel free to fire it in the chat again this is the perfect time to hit subscribe and smash that like button. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Larry Kenny to the chat. Larry, welcome to the show. How are you this evening, my friend? Thank you for taking the time to stop by and grace us with your presence. Uh, it's an understatement to say how, how much you've impacted, you know, both Jay and, and myself, let alone everybody that's watching at this moment. Uh, so just a, just a pause to say thank you so much. I'm going to turn it over to Jay because I know... We've got a list of questions, but he's got a question that may be 
the most essential question. So, Jay, I'm going to turn it over to you to fire a question off to Larry. Larry, my friend, how are you? I'm trying my best right now not to geek out. This is really, really <laughs> super cool. To uh, We've spoke a lot on Facebook to, to finally get to meet you face-to-face, -face, yeah. as close to face-to-face -face as yeah. we can. So thank you. Um, yeah, I want to start this off. Your voice in the original Thundercats, uh, you do a bunch of characters, which I didn't know. You do um, Lion-O and Jackal-Man, and one of my mm -hmm. favorites, Safari Joe, is a very obscure character. How did you come <laughs> up with the vo the voice of Lion-O? Was it something that you, um, is it like your normal speaking voice, or how did you come up with that exact voice for that character? Uh, well, first of all, thank you guys for having me on. I, it's great to meet you, finally, uh, after talking with uh, Jay on Facebook a lot. Um uh, well, actually, you're right. Lionel's voice is actually just my voice. Um, I always tell people it, it's the it, here's the the difference is when I'm here talking with you guys, <clears throat> my voice sounds like this. Sort of omens come to my hand. I Lionel command it. But on TV, it sounds like this. Sort of omens come to my hand. I Lionel command it. Same voice, a little more drama. Ah, it's so wicked. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, folks. Everybody, we're ending on the high note. It's okay. It's not going to get better than that. This Good is night. awesome. We appreciate it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and Larry, I got to tell you, I'm not like a huge Thundercats fan. It's, it's easily in my top 10 shows of all time for sure. Okay. But even I have like goosebumps and the hair is standing everywhere. Like, my oh, oh that was wicked. Thank oh. You. I gotta, I gotta ask, what was the audition process like for for Thundercats or or any of those shows? How how did you go through the the ringer to to land? I mean, a coveted spot like Lino, mm -hmm. I, I know, I know, like on other shows, like casting those lead characters, the hero, it it gets pretty intense. So, what was that like for you? Well, I walked into the uh, to the auditioning place, and uh, there were about a hundred other guys there waiting to go into the studio and do their their thing. When you first walked in. Um, first of all, they had, uh, the, the walls of the place were covered with, uh, uh, drawings, you know, of, of renderings of the characters, what they look like, uh, third earth, what it looked like in the thunder tank, all that stuff, you know, and then they, uh, they gave us each a, a synopsis, a paper with a synopsis of all the characters briefly, one paragraph about, you know, what the character's role is and, stuff like that but the, the main thing they told us was uh for for the thundercats characters we don't want cartoon voices we want want them to sound like humans because they're they're half human you know and half cat and uh hence the name huh? and um so they wanted us to you know to, to make it not sound cartoony for the for the, the heroes themselves the thundercats now when it came to the mutants that's where we got to you got to chew the scenery, as we say, a little bit. Everybody, every actor likes to play the bad guys, you know, because you get to be really <laughs> and really um, emote, you know, and just be ridiculous awesome. with it. But uh, so, for example, they said, uh, well, first of all, they said, uh, as I went, when it was my turn to go into the studio, uh, they said, which two, two characters, pick two characters, one Thundercat and one Mutant. Um, that you, you'd like to try out for. So I said, well, to myself, um, I may as well try out for the big guy, you know, the leader, of the, the Lord of the Thundercats, Lion-O. So I said, I'll try it for that. And um, <clears throat> I kind of liked the, the drawing of, of Jackal-Man. 
so I said, I'll, I'll try for that too, you know? So I did, and uh, I was very fortunate to get both of them. And then of course, once we started recording the show, there, there are only five of us in the cast, you know, sometimes six, and we did 130 episodes. So we all ended up doing hundreds of voices. I mean, you know, lots and lots of voices. But those are the two main ones that I did, Lionel and Thundercats. And I think, uh, Jay, you mentioned um, Safari Joe, right? Safari Joe, yeah. He is actually yeah. one of my favorites. Hey, um, all right there, Safari Joe. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> one of my favorite movie. characters. Yeah. yeah, Safari Joe was only in a few episodes, but he's just... Yeah, uh, he was. I don't, I don't know. You, just, you know, you just see, like you just said, you know, you just see a character and you're drawn to them for whatever reason. That was me to that character. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. fantastic. Um, I, I was going to ask you, my next question was, <laughs> do you have any... Thundercats memorabilia, but I can see there and in, in, in the room you're in that you have a snowman painting, you have a lion o, looks like a 12 inch. Uh, what is that on the back? Yeah, yeah you have a oh, ton you know, of stuff. Yeah, this is my this is my uh, um, I call it my career room or my office where I keep all the you know memorabilia that I have. I don't have as many as you guys, I, I can't believe how many I see behind each of you guys of different characters and different shows. Well, I think Rob and I can very much relate to Lionel and the fact that we are children in men's bodies as well, right? So sometimes, <laughs> you know, we don't grow up. But yeah, I was, you know, because um, a lot of a lot of actors such as yourself, sometimes they don't, uh, you know, it's just a job for them and they kind of leave it behind. But I was very curious to see if you were uh, a collector and it looks like you are. That's awesome. Well, I'm becoming I, one. I, I'm becoming one. You know, when we, when we did the show and the of course, you guys know it was back in the, the mid-80s. Um, when we finished, got near the end of, of each show, let's say with Thundercats, we did Thundercats first for Rankin Bass, and then we did several other shows, Silverhawks, Tiger Sharks, and Karate Cat, and all those things. Um, but for the last couple of recording sessions on each show, the producers would bring in boxes of animation cells. And they, if you're old enough to remember animation cells. Um, yeah. Yeah, you guys, you can explain to the younger people later what animation cells are. And they would, <laughs> they said, um, guys, help yourself. If you like some of these animation cells, they're just going to be thrown away, you know, so you might as well. Uh, so I think I grabbed two or three of them. I still have one Jackal Man animation cell, which wow. I have discovered on the internet is worth $800 now. <laughs> Unsigned. <laughs> Unsigned, so yeah. We're all, I don't think any of the other, any of the other uh, cast members, took a bunch of them either, but we're all wishing we had grabbed boxes and boxes of those things. Who knew, right? No, nobody had any idea it was going to be so big. That's really cool. Rob's Rob's actually a huge collector of Masters Universe cells as well. So uh, Rob, you know all about that. Yeah, a huge fan when it comes to animation and cartoons, and I'm about to start a doc on, on cartoon history and one super fan isn't even doing it justice attempt to create an unofficial cartoon so we're going to be talking to a lot of people uh in the animation industry and a lot of voiceover actors so i'm definitely going to have to reach out to you about that larry so sure. we can get some of these tales and what that process was but uh, according to process let me ask you what was like some of the the, the most intense days that you remember uh, working on Thundercats or Silverhawks or, or Tiger Shark? Because like you said, there's only five of you, sometimes six, and you're swapping mm -hmm. voices 
paint a picture yeah. for what it was like during production when you when you get called in how many other people are in the room are you doing both characters like back and forth or are you just doing <clears throat> one character and then going back to the top of the script what was it like working on those shows well i'll just begin by saying it was the most fun i've ever had in my career and i and and i've done uh, <clears throat> i've done lots of things different in different areas of show business you know i've I've been in a couple of movies. I did. A, I was a host of a game show in New York for a few years. I've done. Uh, I, I did a couple of um, soap operas. I oh, had, wow! Uh, of course, I was a disc jockey for years and years and years uh, in Chicago and New York, and and um, I even did uh, comedy album, you know, uh, albums actually. So I've done you know a lot. Pretty much the gamut of what you can do in in this business, and I had more I had more fun uh, doing Thundercats and the other cartoon series than in anything else. Um, mostly because of the of the rest of the people I worked with, uh, we had a cast of people that were the best in the business, um, and 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 the the animators were fantastic. The um, the music, especially for Thundercats, you know, was. When that first came on the air, everybody went, "Whoa, heavy metal, heavy, heavy metal on a cartoon show, a kids' cartoon show," you know. So anyway, to get back to your question, um, it was just fun. It was, it was just we had a ball every every time we recorded. I mean, it's work, you know, and and you you work your butt off, uh, uh, but you, you work your butt off even more, I think, when when it's fun, when you're having fun, because you really want to make it right. You know what I mean? You don't want to just say your lines. I mean, I've been on things where uh, I don't want to name them, but you know, you can tell it's just the, the, the producers are going to what they're doing and this and that. And then, uh, so you, you get through it, you know, you do the best you can, but on something like Thundercats, Silverhawks and these Rankin Bass shows, uh, I could tell though every, every actor in there was just, and, and they were great actors, Earl Hammond, Earl Hyman, Bob yeah. McFadden, uh, um, Lynn Lipton, I'm going to leave some people out, I hope not, uh, Peter Newman, the best in the business. And that also um, um, pushes you harder, you know. When, when you're working with the best people in the business and you know that, uh, it, it brings out the best in you. It really does. I mean, you want to, you know, you want to really shine. You want to really do your best. And, and that's that's the way it was. Awesome. Yeah. Um I have one more question for you, Larry. It's I just thought of it right now. It's not even on my my notepad here. Um, Rob and I are obviously huge fans of uh, nerd culture and all that kind of thing. Well, how do you feel about a show like Thundercats that debuted in you know '85 and it's still kept alive today by the fans and these conventions? How does that make you feel? Well, it's incredible. I mean, who knew? You know, if you'd ask me, what has it been, 35 years now? You know, 35 wow. years. We, we first started recording Thundercats in 85. Um, 36 years, I guess. Um, none of us knew. Well, in show business, you never know whether you're doing a movie or a play or um, a concert, anything when, when the public decides what's good and what's bad. You never know. Like I said earlier, uh, we knew, we could tell that the, that the, the writing was great. The, um, the music was great. Everything was great. The, the cast was fantastic. But that doesn't always guarantee success, you know, in, in any field. Sure. Uh, there's some been some really well done uh, television shows and, and movies 
that nobody remembers for different reasons, and especially on television, because uh, uh, no matter how well we did, no matter how good a show we made, always in the back of the, your mind, you're thinking, well, if the network doesn't promote it, you know, uh, and, if, and if, if they don't sell the merchandise right or whatever, it's, it can't be a hit. All So many things have to come together for it to be really, you know, incredible. Sure, yeah. Be a big hit, you know. Yeah, I mean, Larry, it's... You... Go ahead, Rob. Go ahead, Jay. I was no, just going to say, it's, it's amazing to me over the years how, you know, there's been a couple of Thundercat reboots now. Um, I still, I love the original, um, but it's just amazing to see, like you said, something 35, 36 years ago. And even if they didn't do any reboots for the show, I still think we'd be here today just celebrating how fantastic that show was. So, again, thank you for everything, honestly. You, thank you for Larry. watching. <laughs> Larry, you, you mentioned fandom and, and you never know when the hits are going to come and, and how that's going to echo out years and years later because it's, it's so hard in this industry to ever predict. If people could predict, the entertainment landscape would be a lot different or it'd be all the same stuff all the time. I'm curious because there's always a lot of great stories out there. What is the coolest fan interaction that you've had that's really <laughs> taken you back from a fan that you never... I don't know, just something that caught you off guard when you met like a true a true fan of yours or the show. What was that moment? No pressure. I still <clears throat> thank you. Yeah, I still uh, I still tear up sometimes, and my wife will verify this uh, uh, at cons, for example, when uh, people would stand in line, you know, for an hour to get my autograph and, and to say hi. And sometimes people get very emotional, you know, and, and they say things like, I didn't have a very good childhood. And you know what they're talking about. You know, I know what they mean by that. But they, they would say, but when I went into my room and watched Thundercats for that half hour, all that stuff went away. And they start crying, you know, and I know what, what's, what, what went on there probably. You know what I'm saying? Abuse, um, um, people being outcasts, whatever. So I learned very early on, uh, especially after Comic-Cons began, because that's when you really get to meet the fans for the first time, you know. I mean, at a gas station, some guy might say, what do you do for a living? And you tell him, he's, oh, I was a Thundercats fan. But uh, they, you, you, you learn that that's, um, oh, geez, it's, it's hard for me to say. I, 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 I have such a, a feeling of... Um, guardianship for the legacy of Thundercats because of what the show means. People have told me it means to them, not, not, not just a cartoon show, but something that taught me, a lot of people say, uh, my moral code. You know, we had that code of Thunder and pushed that a lot on the show. I shouldn't say pushed it, but that was the basis of the show, which was different from a lot of the, the you know, the cartoon shows, the animated shows. So I, I understand what they're talking about. And I also tell them um, often uh, Usually, I, I see them like if they're embarrassed about the fact that they're geeking out or something, you know. I say, Listen, man, I'm telling you, when I was your age, if I heard that Jay Ward or Mel Blanc or any of the big people, you know, in the cartoons of my when I was a kid were in my town and I could go see them, I would have been the first online, you know, waiting for three nights and out on the sidewalk. So, I, I know what I know how it feels to them. I, I try to. Um, give them everything I can, you know. 
That's awesome. I want you to do me a fa favor though, Larry. Next time you're at a gas station and someone asks what you do, I want you to tell them you're the leader of the Thundercats and you're prepared <laughs> to show them the sort of omen. Just for the reaction. Just for the reaction alone. I think I'll, that I'll might be that. fun. I'll try it and I'll, I'll get back to you about that. If I don't if, <laughs> Okay. If I don't get if I don't get beat up, you know, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that's uh, our chat is blowing up, Larry, with with requests and, and questions. Uh, and I want to kind of pay, you know, some tribute to the people that, that have come sure. out to see our show. Sure. Everybody's saying, you know, that's awesome. Oh, this gave me the goosebumps. Can we get a, a sorted omen? Give me sight. Uh, would you grace us with with that by chance? Sure, sure. Uh, I think I did earlier, but uh, <clears throat> sort of omens. Give me sight beyond sight. I, Lionel, commend it. Damn it. Dude. It's so good. You, you, you can never do it enough, Larry. I'm just telling you right now. Uh, everybody's saying, wow. I lo love those shows. We're getting a request for Thunder. Thunder. <laughs> sure. I'll do it, but you guys have to do it. Help me out at the end. Okay? Okay. So you, you got I'll it. Do, you got it. All right. I'll do the And everybody yep. who's watching this, everybody who's watching this, you know, at home or wherever you are, uh, you join you got it all. Do it together. Yeah. So I will do thunder, 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 and then everybody says Thundercats ho. Okay. Here Still we got go. it. Thunder, 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 Thundercats, Thundercats, Thundercats. Oh! 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 Yes. Not bad. Oh we my god. <laughs> It, it doesn't get better. It's, it's hard to be ready for that, Larry, because we're we're captivated by the voice and your presence, and and we're we're not Thundercats. We can pretend to be part of it. We can pretend like we're on Third Earth. You, my friend, you live the dream. You're the one on Third Earth leading us. Oh my goodness! Um, people are saying you should join. Yeah, people are saying you should join Cameo because everybody would would hit you up for similar things like this. Uh, everybody's just blown away right now. People want to know if you're a fan of earlier Rankin Bass stuff, like the Rudolph stop motion animation or the sure. Hobbit. Is that something you got into? Oh, yes, indeed. When I first uh, even got the the call from my agent saying you're going to audition, <clears throat> pardon me, audition for a Rankin Bass animated show, I thought, oh my god! I remember, I remember when I was a kid, uh, Red, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, with. Um, with um, um, Fred Astaire, you know, as the narrator. Yeah. And Frosty the Snowman, Burl Ives, you know, uh, and all the other people. Who, but I, yeah, I grew up with that too, you know, just like you guys did with Thundercats. And then here I am in the auditioning booth, you know, trying to get a job as a character in a Rankin-Bass production. It was, it was really something. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. We're getting comments. We love you, Larry. Thank you for giving me a wonderful Aww. childhood. Wow, so much respect for Larry after that. Thank you, Larry, for giving us a great childhood. Simply, ah! Um, <laughs> Larry, you, <laughs> Larry, you have an amazing voice, and I'm having goosebumps. Uh, Danny is saying, now my dog is looking at me weird after doing <laughs> Dan that, so. Danny did it with us live. That's great. <laughs> Uh, awesome. uh, Neil Temple wants to know uh, what what did you think of Seth MacFarlane's impression of you on Robot Chicken? Oh, I you know Seth MacFarlane's a genius. I love Seth. <clears throat> In fact, I did a thing on on Family Guy for him. Oh, as wow. Lionel, yeah, for sure. Thought, but uh, 
uh, Seth McFarland is a genius. And I, you know, I just, uh, for him to even ask me to, to be on the show was, was a real, a real thrill. And, wow. um, what was your question? I'm sorry. I didn't answer your question actually, did I? Well, he just wanted to know what you thought of, thought of uh, his impression that I guess he did on, oh, yeah. on Robot Chicken. It was funny. Well, it was very. I thought it was pretty close. It was pretty close to spot on, but I I could still tell that Seth was doing it with a little something, you know, not to try to sound exactly like me. I mean, we in the business we kind of try to do that. You'll do an impression of somebody, but especially in in like the animation world, you don't want to you know just grab take somebody else's stuff and run with it so i could tell and he, he later told me that he said yeah i i, I didn't want to try to sound exactly like you uh, until i got you on the show and so i don't know if everybody's seen it but I, it was in one episode where yep. uh, <clears throat> where um the guys from family guy are at um, in san francisco for some reason um griffin um what's his name the, the star of the show family Peter, guy the father Peter griffin Peter Griffin and Quagmire or somebody, they're in San Francisco driving around. This is the scene that I was in. And, and Peter Griffin says something like, um, <clears throat> boy, I bet you find a lot of strange couples living together in this town. You get my drift? Eh? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> they shoot to the interior of an apartment, which is apparently occupied by Lionel, Chitara, and Snarf. <laughs> and Lionel is just kind of standing, you know, staring off in the in the room and Chitara comes by and she says uh what you doing and he says, oh nothing i've just well actually it's something i i have this feeling that mumra is up to something and i just don't know what it is and if i can find out and she says i'm going to the can so she goes in there. <laughs> she goes into the restroom the bathroom and uh Lionel looks around, he takes out the Sword of Omens and puts it in front of him and says, Sword of Omens, come to my hand. Give me sight beyond sight. And he's aiming it at the bathroom. At that's, point, that's hilarious. At which point, uh, Snarf comes walking. He says, what you doing, Lionel? And Lionel says, uh, oh, just uh, nothing. I'm just, uh, you want to get stoned? <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole scene. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Uh, you must, you guys must have had a lot of fun moments when you were recording like that with some outtakes where you flub a line or you just say something and then it goes off the rails too, I imagine. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, I'm sure you've, you've heard the outtakes, have you not, on, on the YouTube? Yeah, we. I, I know Jay and I have heard a, a bunch of them for sure. And like, yeah. my goodness, yeah. after after a long day and you got a, you got a cold frosty pop in your hand and, and you listen to some of that stuff it just it just busts you up yeah i know well the funny thing about that is <clears throat> of course back when we were recording these things in the 80s uh there was no internet you know and and uh anytime a recording engineer recording engineers used to always save outtakes and take them home you know where else is where else are they going to play them you know uh, I mean, this is this is true of television shows, movies, and you know, you see them on YouTube now. The outtakes or the, uh, the mishaps and things like that. So um, back then, we had no idea that, that anybody else would ever hear them. And one day, my son, you know, twenty five years later, says, "Hey, Dad, have you heard the outtakes?" And I said, "What?" 
No. So <laughs> I listened to them. I thought, and I was really upset. I thought, oh, oh my God. Because as I told you earlier, I'm very protective of, you know, the Thundercats legacy and what it meant to the children who watched it. And I, th- I said, oh, no, the kids are going to hear this and Lionel cussing and stuff like that. And my son, my son said, my son he said, Dad, those kids are 35 years old now, and they're going to love this stuff, you know. In fact, that's how he talked me into doing Family Guy. I wasn't going to do that. I had them send me a script, and I read that thing I just said to you, and I thought, no, that's it's a little too, as we used to say back in the old days, a little too blue, a little too risque. You know what I mean? That's what we used to say about stuff that's sure. too dirty. And so he said, he said, Dad, they're not seven, eight years old anymore, which I hadn't thought about. You know, I said, so I said to him, okay, I'll do this family guy thing. Well, first I said, all right, have them send me the script and I'll see if I wanted to. I read the script and I said, absolutely not. I'm not going to do this. That's when he gave me the, 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 the spiel about, you know, the kids aren't kids anymore. So uh, I did it. And um, then, I, then I sat around and waited for hate email, you know, Mr. Kenny, how could you do this to them? But I never got any of that. It was all, hey, nice going, Larry. Funny stuff. You know? Well, you know, what? a lot of us, uh, you know, Rob and I, we grew up with The Simpsons, right? That was kind of the first adult cartoon we were exposed yeah. to. Family Guy takes it up 10 notches. But oh, yeah. again, I don't think it's anything disrespectful to Thundercats. I think it's just tongue-in-cheek humor. and It's, oh, it's sure. adult humor. And like you said, we're all adults now, right? So it's, yeah. it's funny. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, Larry, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know you've been a busy guy on the podcast uh, circuit. I saw you did a stop with our good friends at the Candare podcast. You stopped and talked to Pixel Dan not too long ago as well. We're huge fans of both of those shows. So again, thank you for taking the time to chat with us, indulging all of our all of our watchers and listeners with your with your stories and doing spot on lines of performances for them. I did want to give you a chance to let people know where they can find out more about you, where they can hear you next, and hopefully one day soon see you in person and shake your hand and wait an hour and a half to get an autograph. <laughs> well, uh, you know, right now, of course, with with <clears throat> pardon me with COVID. There's not much going on uh, Comic-Con-wise, although I just did a great thing last uh, on, on Valentine's Day uh, for GalaxyCon, where we had a virtual Comic-Con. Uh, you know, people could uh, could write in and, and, you know, order prints or order whatever they wanted, you know, as, the, as they would at a Comic-Con, you know, come and get your autograph on different things. Um, but I'm hoping we'll get back to Comic-Cons very soon. As a matter of fact, I'm scheduled for uh, Nashville in April. April, I think, 17th and 18th. Uh, we're all got our fingers crossed that, you know, things are going to be safe by then. They're getting there, I think. Um, yeah, but that'll be nice. Uh, yeah, because I, mi- I miss meeting everybody. You know, I miss the Comic-Cons and everything. So uh, did I answer your question? You know, I am. Well, where can people reach out? Where can people reach out as well? Are you on Twitter? What other social media platforms might people be on if they just want to say uh, a quick thank you and, uh, yeah. you know, something of appreciation? Yeah. I'm actually not on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, but I I can't figure out how to use it. And I'm 112, you know, and that's old people, you know. We old people. I'm sorry, bad grammar. It's uh, okay. Thundercats but, age differently than humans. It's like seven to one you. or something. Let me write that down. I love that line. 
<laughs> uh, but Facebook, that's where, I, that's where I do most of my wheeling and dealing, you know, Facebook. I'm easy to find there, and I'll always answer you. I love hearing from people. That's awesome. Again, uh, I, I can't say thank you enough for taking the time to chat with us and, and talking to our, our viewers as well. Uh, Jay, I, I know you've got a, a big plate full of thank you to give Larry, so I'll let you do that before we let him to go free. Hey, we're we're going to meet Larry one day, I promise you. And I'm, I'm just so proud to say that I'm friends with Lionel. Like, how cool is that, man? So uh, thank you once again for, um, you know, Chat, chatting on Facebook, and it was very easy to get this meeting. And uh, thanks for being on the show, and we'd love to have you on again sometime. Definitely. Imagine, imagine how I feel. I can now say I'm friends with Robin Jay. Oh my goodness, that's a sound clip right there, right there. That's the sound clip. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the trailer to whatever we gotta sell next. <laughs> there you go. Well, thanks so much, thank you, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me, and to all oh. the people who are watching, thank you for watching this and for watching Thundercast and all other stuff. Let's face it, if you, if you people had watched that and kind of, you know, became fans of it, I wouldn't be sitting here today, you know, talking to you guys about it. So thank you all. Wow. Awesome. Thanks, Larry. We appreciate it. And I'll reach out to you after the show to say thanks. And if you need to share the link or see how this went, I'll make sure you get that too. Thank you, buddy. Cool. Take care. So, Jay, what did you think about that? My goodness. Can we can we end the show right now? Is that okay? I know we promised some big news, but uh, I, I don't think whatever we have to say can, can beat that. Uh, when we started the podcast and we got the idea of having guests on, um, I brought Larry up right away. I said, he's such a friendly guy. We have to get him on, plus he, you know, the toys and all that stuff. Wow. It was so nice to be able to chat to him, not texting, you know. I love texting him, but it's it was great to actually talk to him in person. What a what an awesome dude. And the Lionel impression is it's not even an impression, that's his voice, but it's exactly the same as it was in nineteen eighty five. Like exactly. That's crazy, man. Oh, what a guy. That's cool. That's so cool. Um, I do want to switch gears. Um, well, in the back of my mind, I'll continually think about those voices that those voices that he did for us in the in the lines. Uh, but we got to get to some. We've got questions. We've got big news, and of course, we've got action figure spotlight still to to get through. Uh, let's let's talk big news, Jay. We we've been talking big news for a very long time. And look, Larry's watching the show. And he's look at that, everybody. I love you. Thank all. you, sir. Larry, wow. Again, you rock. Um, big news. We've been, we've been teasing this for, I think a month now. And, and the reality is we've just been getting more and more big news every week. It seems something new is happening. And then it's like, well, we got more big news, but that's not the big news. Cause there's new big news. And then the week after to be like, well, I can't tell you the big news, but there's more big news on top of the other new, newer big news. Um, but I, I decided, I decided, you know what, we're going to share some news, not the initial news but most of the news, which I think is pretty cool. Okay. Since I'm one of a few people that knows the entire news, I'm going to let you say, because again, <laughs> I don't want to blow anything I'm not supposed to, but needless to say, uh, I'll let you announce it. I just have to say, Rob and I have been working very hard. And um, again, thank you guys to all your support, because without the support of what you guys have given back to us, we wouldn't be able to make an announcement like, this maybe we could we, we could wait a week 
Uh, stop it. Stop it. Okay. 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 Stop okay. With okay. Everyone. Let's just go. Get on with it. Out with it, McCallum. McCallum, spill the beans. Um, <laughs> this show that you're watching, the Jay and Rob Toy Show, it's, you know, it's currently on, we live stream to YouTube and Facebook. And um, there's the audio version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all that, like we said at the beginning of the show. But I've never been a YouTube guy. I've never tried to really build that subscriber count. Um, it's only something we're doing now to help facilitate the show. I've always kind of made TV shows and documentaries and, and stuff. And so I thought, boy, it'd be pretty cool. The Jane Rob toy show became a TV show and that's going to happen now. So our endeavor is the last 22 episodes, some of which are Patreon exclusive, but we've done 22 episodes and we've managed uh, to sell the show as a 10 episode season one uh 22 minute show of jay and i talking dollies and the shelf life and being pro shelfers and all the goodness that you've come to know and appreciate um from our weekly shenanigans the jay and rob toy show is coming to tv which is pretty cool you know what i'm i'm gonna brag a bit i think it's damn cool man um i never thought in my lifetime i would have a television show on network tv and we do and now guess what we're gonna have a second one that's uh i gotta pinch myself sometimes man that uh you know this is something we're truly passionate about video games toys all that stuff and that our childhood discussions up to adulthood discussions have created and spawned this second tv show it, it's awesome and it's great that you guys want to hear us talking about this stuff so Man, I'm pumped. Now, now, what does that mean? Does that mean we're going to stop the live stream and podcast? No, we're still going to do this weekly. Uh, some instances, what we talk about may get recorded and repurposed for the show, uh, for the broadcast show. Uh, but by and large, what we do for the show will be recorded separately. Uh, Jay's got a bunch of camera gear at his house now. We're shooting it kind of remotely. But we're also going to include a bunch of footage um, that we created when shooting Action Figure Adventure. Now, some of that material, uh, the backers of our Action Figure Adventure Kickstarter got to see as part of our after show. So it's really cool that we get to give that material a second life on broadcast television. Maybe some backer content will get to make it to TV yeah. uh, around the world as well. Now, where are people going to be able to watch the show? That's the big question, of course. Well, uh, we're still kind of, you know, figuring out some of the finer details, but we have an agreement in place with our partners in Canada on Super Channel and Jinx Sports TV that, of course, carried Action Figure Adventure. But not only do we have international plans to roll it out outside of Canada, I can guarantee you that if you join our Patreon page, uh, I think it's the $5 tier or higher, you're going to get episodes of the Jay and Rob Toy Show just as part of it on top of everything else that we do on that. That way we can guarantee everybody can get in on it instead of having to wait for a release, you know, six months down the road as kind of, you know, six, seven, eight months to who knows is the case with Action Figure yeah. Adventure because it's still only available in Canada. Um, yeah. But Jay, that's not the end of the news. What? I, what, I are have you, to what are you talking I, about? I have to correct you, my friend. You said you've got to pinch yourself because we've only, we, we've got two shows on network TV. That's actually incorrect. That that is flawed. What? That is that is wrong. Because the reality is we have three shows. Action Figure Adventure season one is airing. The Jay and Rob Toy Show will be coming out uh, late spring, early summer, and another show, a brand new concept called Five Favorite Figures 
is set to debut this fall featuring myself and my good friend Jay Bartlett. Jay, do you want to tell people the, the somewhat initial pitch for five favorite figures? Five favorite figures. Um, it's a pretty simple concept. Um, everyone loves countdown shows, right? So every episode, Rob and I are going to uh, pick a genre. I don't know how that's going to work. Just say your five uh, top five favorite hero figures, and then five, and then Rob will do five, and we'll go down uh, to number one. And I'm going to let you say the rest because I'm not going to articulate it as well as you are, Rob, since you're behind the production side of it. Uh, that's the initial, but the, the climax of each episode is super fun. So check this out. Yeah, so we wanted to do a top 10 show, but there's so many top 10 shows. So we thought, well, why don't we do a top five show? But there's two of us, so you get five figures there. But with two people and two lists, you don't really get a definitive answer on which one best represents a theme. And how we decide those themes will be viewers like you. Again, if you want to come part of our Patreon community, it's the easiest way to kind of suggest themes where it could be, you know, I want to see your five favorite Ninja Turtles or five fa favorite figures from the 80s or 83 or 92 or best, you know, top five favorite play features as shown. Jay will have his list and I'll have my list. But to decide who has the better list, we have to go to third party experts. This is where it gets fun. And this is what truly separates five favorite yeah. figures from all the other countdown and list shows that are out there. We go to third party experts and Jay and I watch from a video feed or behind one way glass as these experts walk into a room uh, with a table and all 10 figures will be laid out there. And these experts have to pick five out of the 10. And if they pick more Jay's figures, then he wins. If they pick more of my figures, I win. And what makes it really special is that these experts aren't adult collectors like you and I, Jay. They're not toy store owners. They're not industry insiders. They are kids. We're going to get kids yeah. aged four to 12 who, frankly, you know, action figures aren't really the, you know, the, the you know, nom de jour for, for kids nowadays. We're going to get kids to come in and they're going to decide whether you win the day or whether I win the day. Uh, uh, it's, and so it, it's a play test. A really, really cool concept that we came up with. And uh, it, it's going to be fun to see the live reactions of the kids. I'm sure they're going to be making fun of a lot of the figures. Uh, but kind of like a little friendly competition between Rob and myself to see who wins that week's episode. Man, I'm so excited to see the reactions of these kids and some of the figures that we pick man i'm pumped that's three tv shows ladies and gentlemen now i gotta yeah. super, pinch, super pinch myself now yeah you're gonna have to get punched in the mouth to, to realize you got three tv shows happening hey, what, what? Uh, but we're very excited uh, no nothing no, you didn't punch nothing in the mouth. nothing um, nothing i want nothing nothing like that but yeah so we're pretty busy behind the scenes but you can see why that news was pretty big pretty big to us we've already created instagram accounts for five favorite figures and the jay and rob toy show we're going to create a separate facebook page for them as well so that everything can kind of get organized instead of constantly being piled on uh, the action figure adventure uh pages and, and profiles so uh if you're on instagram go check out five favorite figures it's spelt the american way because it'll be easier for the bigger audience remember even though our graphics right now are spelt the canadian way favorite that is with a u um let's get to some questions i want to do take a chance and thank our patreon backers tim nathan bill matt jay danny ryan chris scott billy ben kyle nelson rodney nico adam and plunderlings your support is what has helped us get to this point thank you all so very much and thanks everybody in the chat for all the all the kind words it's it's really awesome um this week guess who has a question for us jay 
our good buddy Dan. Danny. Yep. Danny has a question as as well. Right. Um, actually, I got one from someone named Duncan as well. We'll get to Danny's first, though. Uh, if you could pick an action figure line that previously didn't have a movie or a TV show, which would you pick? And would it be live action or would it be animated? You go first. I got to think. Uh, uh, for me, it's, it's simple, and that's Mythic Legions. Um, I know they've got a game coming up, but you said specifically TV or movie. And I would go animated because I think it would allow you to do more. It would keep the production budget stable regardless of what gets depicted instead of having to invest a ton more money in a different set piece or location. Uh, live action would be cool, of course, but I, I don't know. I just really love animation. So I think a Mythic Legions animated show uh, would be terrific or Cosmic Legions for for that matter. Um, sure. I can't really think of any other lines that I love or really <laughs> look at that don't have a movie or TV show. Well, so, uh, let me help you there. Um, okay. McFarlane, who's just you know, a wonderful toy company, uh, makes a toy line for a little IP called Fortnite. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of this Fortnite. Uh, it's only the biggest video game in history. Fortnite, oh, Fortnite. Fortnite has these colorful characters that are all they're kind of like mythic legions right they're, they're kind of based off of their there's uh homages to pretty pretty much every character they have is an homage to someone else right there's a guy who looks like firefly there's the skull suit from karate kid you know there's all, all the characters and as each season begins in Fortnite, they have this really cool intro story but i would like to see an animated cartoon uh, that gives these characters a little bit more of a personality because i think you have just this wonderful pool of characters uh, that all deserve backstories so as much as i don't play fortnite anymore i used to play fortnite i would love to see a fortnite cartoon yeah i would actually probably get me into the game i have yet to play fortnite uh, i know of its uh status its popularity but I'm just disconnected. Part of that is time. I don't have a ton of gaming time. But if I could watch something, that would be pretty way a uh, good way, yeah. like an entrance drug into that sure. whole or Destiny. I mean, I'd love an animated Destiny show as well. I believe they had figures of of that game too. Oh yeah, the Destiny and Halo stuff is still going strong for sure. Yeah, cool. That would be a good one. Let me get to this other question, then we can switch to Action Figure Spotlight. This comes from our good friend Duncan, who uh, messaged me on Twitter. He said, have you ever bought a figure just to have one, uh, but you didn't love it? I think this goes to the completionist mentality. Like, you just bought a figure because you needed to have it. Sure. But you didn't absolutely love the figure. Has that ever happened to you, Jay? Yeah. Um, I don't want to get any hate mail when I say this. But most of the troopers in Star Wars, I've never been a fan of being the rebel soldiers or the stormtroopers. I know stormtroopers look cool, but to me, always buying the troopers, even the the Cobra troopers, I, I'm not a huge fan of buying. And I know there's there's some people who love to army build and all that, but for me, it's always to, to pick up the stormtrooper or the Cobra officer. It's just like, eh. that that's just me though. That's just me. So yeah, if I'm trying to complete. Like the new G.I. Joe line, you got to get the Cobra officers. There's three of them now. There's a Viper. And I'm just, I'm not looking forward to plunking down 30 bucks for just a generic soldier. Although they look, they look great. 
Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I get excited about figures. I get caught up in the completionist mentality, the anxiety of missing out and, and not being able to get the figure later. So I better get it now because, you know, I can always sell it later if I don't want it on my shelf, taking sure. shelf space. Um, but I mean, there's there's a ton of Masters figures, you know, like Strong Arm is in like one episode. Do I really need the Strong Arm? I mean, Classics is a cool line, but do I really need Strong Arm as a character? Eh, yeah. Probably not. Shikoti's a cool villain. She's the villain in the only two-parter of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, and there's not a lot of, you know, uh, female villains, but do I really need her? Does she really make me, like, super uh, Kind of, but not see, all that much. I disagree with you there. I, I love that. That's what I love about collecting Star Wars are those one-off characters, so I love that stuff. So I get what you're saying, but this is I just don't need it. When, when we're sure. in a time when I could have Transformers 86 figures or I could have strong don't, arm don't, one and knockoff. Don't throw the 86 at me right now. Don't throw 86 at me. I know you're doing that. It's thrown at you. It's thrown at you. Doing. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Well, everybody must know the rule of three, which you've introduced when it comes to uh -huh. Transformers 86. You can't just have two. <laughs> now you need to have three of them. Yeah. And, and you know what is crazy? I have two hot rods, two cups, and two grimlocks from the 86 line. And yeah, and I want three because I want hot rod in the package sealed. I want hot rod turning into Rodimus. And then I want hot rods car mode. Uh, it's, it's getting expensive. And hot rods, of course, $10 more because he comes with like one or two more accessories. But uh, the rule of three, let's just forget about that. Move on. To, to quote on. you, my friend, it's kind of greedy, don't you think? <laughs> well you know what i was at walmart for the first time since uh covid hit the other day and i went at nine at night don't ask me why but i went there and i went to the toy aisles and i see the despair i see the tatooine desert like wastelands of the toy aisles it's really depressing man it's really depressing yeah, I, I don't even want to venture out to see that wasteland of... You don't. There's, nothing, there's nothing there. The, you know what's there? Transformers, Redline, and a few WWF figures. And, uh, moving on. I'm good. I'm good. Let's get to action figure spotlight. Jay, do you want to go first this week? Or should I go first this week? Or do you, <laughs> you go first? Mine's, do you have your figure picked out? Mine is ridiculous. Beyond anything that you've ever seen, ridiculous-wise. Okay. It's a little bit of a backstory. I won't take up too much time here because we're almost out of time. However, um, on my personal YouTube page, I, I bought a Thanos Marvel Legends figure. And I hadn't read comics since the mid-90s. So I was trying to catch up on Thanos' story. And shout out to Glenn for helping me do that as well. Um, but I, I, just, I just Googled heroes that have defeated Thanos. That have actually defeated Thanos himself, not a clone. You wouldn't believe this character that I found. And, and I heard the rumors of this Marvel hero um, that, that she actually existed. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. There is, a, there is a character in the Marvel Universe called Squirrel Girl. And yeah, and I'm like, no, there's not. No, there's not. There's not, and sure enough, there was. And then I started reading her lore and stuff, and it was just so ridiculous that I fell in love with the character. So naturally, as the number one Squirrel Girl fan, I had to order Marvel Legends Squirrel Girl. <laughs> Let's see there. Oh, nice. So that's her, and she comes with three different squirrels. 
Uh, I can't do this right left thing. I'm so terrible at it. There's some nice art on this side here. And uh, if we flip it over, yeah, you can see the ridiculousness. Now, I'm not insulting anyone who's been a fan of this because I, she debuted in the, the 90s, I think. But just for me, I never heard of her before. And, and I couldn't believe, first of all, she, she defeated Iron Man. And then she defeated Thanos, legit, with her army of squirrels. It is so ridiculous and hipster. I had to have it. That's I love that you are like a bona fide Marvel Legends collector now. Oh, because, buddy, I'm all in. Uh, I got a serious problem. I got a serious problem. <laughs> serious problem. I love it. Well, my I don't have a, a long backstory to this other than some conversations that we had on our Patreon bonus episode where we talk a lot about superheroes and figures through the ages from superpowers to Toy Biz Batman, Beyond, and Marvel Legends. And so I thought, you know, we've been, you've been really digging the Spider-Man animated series that's on Disney Plus from the 90s. I don't know how far yeah. you got. And you're really into the Spider-Man figures. Um, but I wanted to showcase uh, this one. I don't know if you've got this far yet in the show with the Scarlet Spider. Um, it's, again, the Toy Biz packaging. This character shows up in the animated series later on. You'll, you'll see it. But I've always loved it. It's Ben Riley. Um, and I love the suit. He's appeared in a bunch of video games, of course, yeah. too. Um, but it's modeled after his his Spider-Man the Animated Series uh, appearance. So uh, you can see the other characters there. But again, a Marvel Legends character and figure without being in the traditional Marvel Legends packaging. So uh, Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider, huge fan of it. That's, Jay, what do you think? That's really impressive. And that was always one of my favorite suits. Uh, the Spider-Man games throughout the years, I've always I've purchased all of them and played them, although I haven't kept up with the comics. So a character like that, I didn't I didn't know anything about. But uh, the, the suit's incredible. And I actually saw Heroes post that figure the other day. Um, and it was actually, I think it was um, not, not Scott in the chat, but another buddy of mine, Scott, had, had already picked it up. And the post was only three minutes old. But I was I was seriously interested in that one. That's crazy. And you and I are both collecting the 1994 animated line. I think we've both completed it now. That is such a fantastic. Um, the, the figures in that are, are fantastic, and I'm hoping that they do more waves because as I'm going through the cartoon, you know, you see Punisher and Morbius. I'm like, oh boy, here well, we go. They they, re they released Punisher on, on this gray kind of card already, which is wicked. But Morbius, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I think. I have Daredevil as well already, and I know I have Iron Man and Hawkeye. So Dare, yeah, but, Daredevil, yeah, put me off a bit because it doesn't look like, you know, I don't want to say my Daredevil, the the red suit Daredevil. He's a little <laughs> different, but he's still he's still part of the Spider Man line. So yeah, I can't wait for uh, like the chameleon. He's such a cool character. Yeah, yeah. Right he's really cool, and the like the shocker, the shocker, Just like yeah. give me Rhino. I, yeah, I finally right got Kingpin too, and I took Kingpin out, and he is a big boy. So if they can do someone yeah. the size of Kingpin, clearly they can do they can do Rhino as well. So and Hasbro's really killing it with all their IPs, and I've talked about this a lot before. How they're all to scale, even the Transformers, yeah. you know, except Unicron, but for the most part, they're all to scale. The Joes are all to scale, um, and of course, Star Wars and Marvel Legends are all to scale with each other. And that's I'm such a huge fan of that. So King, yeah, Kingpin's, yeah, he's huge. Uh, that'll wrap us up for another episode, though, Jay. Uh, where can people get at you on social media? Social media, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and YouTube is my own personal toy channel. Just Jay Bartlett, not just, but 
Jay Bartlett. I don't have any fancy Nintendo Quest J name or anything like that. I'm just Jay Bartlett. So uh, thank you guys. I'm almost at a thousand subs right now, which is a huge number for YouTube. That means that you start, uh, you know, to ge generate revenue. So I do appreciate everyone who subbed and uh, I'll keep putting out the content. Thank you. Well, people would have a hard time finding you because they wouldn't know if it's Nintendo Quest J, Action Figure Adventure J, Five Favorite Figures J, The J and Rob Toy Show J, Stadium J. There's that. that one. He's around sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Him. Tinder Q J, Tender Q. Remember, remember that guy? He got lost in Austin on Sixth Street. We found oh, him. Sixth Street him. in Austin. What a what a week that night was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course you can find me on twitter and instagram at rob mczob and on tiktok as well and like i said we have new instagram uh channels and profiles set up for five favorite figures and jane rob toy show and of course action figure adventure as well and again remember the jane rob toy show and five favorite figures if you want to check out episodes of those we'll release them sporadically but you're guaranteed to get them uh digitally uh, through our patreon side we may do blu-ray discs down the road we didn't want to do kickstarters for these things uh, one, because there's not a lot of time coming up. We're already in production on the Jan Rob Toy Show, the TV side of things. Uh, and we didn't want to just have to go, oh, here's a Kickstarter, go here. Just It's easier to keep it in our Patreon. We believe that the Jan Rob Toy Show and everything we're doing there with that community is the spine of all our content. So everything stems from it. Join us there. You'll get deleted scenes. You'll get extra episodes. It, it'll, be, it'll be awesome to have you aboard. And I should say our Patreon backers knew about this news at least a few days ago and and at some point earlier as well so you get all the inside information as well which is which is fun and if you guys go to patreon you might get to play with my squirrel girl toy no way man she's mine forget it <laughs> well we end every episode the same way jay we say for the love of toys and the warmth of scarves which i am without and i apologize to all my faithful scarf lord How followers out there i know you you didn't wear it the last time we recorded. We got called on it. They expect me not to have it, but I, you. Listen, listen. That, that shot you took of, I believe that's going to be one of the episodes of the new TV show. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I had to wear right. a lav mic, and I knew you'd yell at me because it would rub. So that's why I couldn't wear yeah. my scarf. So I got we got called uh -huh. out pretty hard. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. It was pretty funny to see how much uh, people pay attention to that. I felt naked and but cold. <laughs> But for the love of toys, and sometimes for the warmth of scarves, take care of yourselves. And each other. Because the best time of the day, Jay, is when? Playtime. Playtime, whatever. Have a good, <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. Yes!